0: current chair of Contemporary Civilization. And I want to welcome you all to today's CC course-wide lecture. Several years ago, Austin Quigley, Dean of Columbia College, together with my predecessors as chair, inaugurated these course-wide lectures because it was felt that students in this very important course needed a single event that would bring them together intellectually and socially so that they could hear somebody talk about the themes of the course in a way that would relate them to contemporary problems and also give them material for thinking about and talking about as they wandered around the campus and had cups of coffee together. Over the years we've had many many distinguished lecturers who've talked about central themes in our course lecturers who've written on and discussed and brought their work to us about topics like justice and freedom. But today is a very special day. Seventeen years after the Berlin Wall fell, you are going to hear from somebody who has not just thought about these ideas, not just translated them into great works of art, but has also lived them, somebody who has suffered for these ideals, and who has seen their political triumph. Somebody in whose life the things that we talk about in CC have become realities. So please join me now in welcoming President Václav Havel.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, dear friends, I have one bad message for you. I don't like my English. I, uh, I am not sure if it is understandable. Sometimes I hate it. But my good news is that I have with me as a pillar of my sureness my old friend, translator of my plays and my books, Paul Wilson. I hope he will help me. (laughs) (laughs) At first, I would like to thank to Columbia University for this invitation, for the possibility to meet you, to speak with you. I am here for two months in New York as a guest of this University and I'm very glad that I could be to Mounts in New York because I love this city. I was here first time in in 68 Mm -hmm. Uh, as much more younger man. Mm Uh, to see the first night of my play. It was in time of so-called Prague Spring. It was the only time when I had a passport and I used it to visit the United States and I spent here six weeks in very interesting and important time mm, on Spring 68. I was not here uh, more than 20 years. I had to wait to become the president, to have the passport. <laughs> and <clears throat> uh, mo- most of you are young. You were children in time when in my country was something what foreign journalists named Velvet Revolution. You were children in that time or you uh, was not in this world and I think It would be good, especially when we have this mentioned anniversary, to to tell something about the situation in that time. For you it is perhaps history, maybe not much interesting history. older generation it was extremely important changes of the world of the life because the world was very strongly divided the west the communist east leader of west side of the world was United States, leader of East side was Soviet Union. There existed, of course, some group, so-called neutral countries, but it is a question how much they were neutral, especially countries like Cuba. Um, The state in whole Soviet Imperium had in his hands everything, all industry, all press, um, uh, army, police, completely everything. Um, It was something something worse than normal dictatorship. Um, I called it totalitarian system and I thought that there exists a difference between totalitarian system and dictatorship. Totalitarian system um, is really total. It, um, since morning till evening, He is presented in your life, and everything is controlled. Everything is directed. Everything is manipulated. And uh, it was in these conditions very difficult to believe that the situation could change. Sometimes it it have changed. It had a lot of different reasons, but I think the main reason was the interior uh, uh, It
2: was a, a very uh, profound inner crisis, a very deep
1: crisis of uh, the inside this crisis was not visible, but it was somewhere in underground of, of reality. And um, some small groups of people, so-called dissidents, tried in that time tried to speak openly. To tell the truth, to speak openly also about this crisis, invisible crisis, to speak about uh, all methods of manipulation of state, to speak about people who are in a prison without any, any reason, etc., etc. <clears throat> And uh, uh, I remember very well that I as a dissident was many times visited by Western journalists in that time and they asked me what sense it has uh, what you do it has not any chance to win or to have some results, because you are a small group of a little bit crazy people, and how you can change this big, uh, uh, this uh, system, or uh, where are millions of workers who support you, etc., etc. And I always um, answered them, be attention, something happens under uh, uh, Podpovrchem, under the surface, Surfaced. things are ha- happening out of sight. And um, you don't know what, but you could be one day very, very surprised. And they were surprised <laughs> when uh, the situation um, begin, began to change. Of course, there played role, so-called Perestroika, in Soviet Union, some reforms which Mr. Gorbačov tried to do, ale tohle bych neuměl říct anglicky. Chci říct, že nelze dost dobře že když se nazvedne poklička, že se a pak se zase že ten byl že ona musela So um, he said that uh,
2: uh, Gorbachev, uh, in his policies of perestroika uh, opened the lid of the pot a little bit. But the pressure inside was so great that instead of being able to put it back on top again, stopping it, the lid blew off.
1: Mm. Uh, it was, and it has a lot of other, other uh, consequences, other results, for example, the fate for independence of um, different nations, which were uh, till till now members of Soviet Union which was completely artificial thing and uh, but it was only only one of many reasons and it everything together uh, um, changed the situation. The mm, very important role played, for example, this big exodus of East Germans to West Germans. It was unbelievable to see it. I spent a mm, long time on mm, square near of german embassy which is completely full of east germans who tried um, uh, through western uh, west german embassy um, leave our country and uh, Czech people help them and cook for them because they wait there whole days, at nights, etc. And when I saw my co-citizens helping these people, I, I was sure I was sure that something has to change also in our country very soon uh, in our country thanks the occupation um, in 68 occupation by Warsaw Pact um, uh, was um, one of most conservative regime in whole Soviet bloc and uh, it was very difficult difficult to imagine how this, the most conservative regime could collapse, but the international conditions and this interior crisis were such uh, such influential, such strong that it had to happen, and it happened. And next uh, next months we will have anniversary of our of our so-called Velvet Revolution, when really during 10 days everything in our country was changed. We had free elections, free press, free travelling, new president, new government, etc., etc., something what we had not um, for 40 years. And it was really very surprising and I am glad and I'm thankful to the um, fate or God that I could be inside it and follow these happenings and played some role in it. And this mm, revolutions in Central Europe and mm, also this movement in other other mm, uh, uh, in the different parts of Soviet Union, it everything mm, had one extremely important result for you, for the United States, for the whole world. The division of the world collapsed. The world, um, the world um, divided to two big um, uh, uh, superpowers with their satellites collapsed, and came the, ca- the time when was necessary to build some new some different more justice political order in the world such order isn't finished till now i am afraid <clears throat> but this change was i think extremely extremely important and it influenced um, life of many people, many generations, in, in many countries. And on the end, I would like to mention one important thing. <clears throat> the whole experience with our revolutions, our dissident movement, our life in opposition, and all this experience uh, Gave us one important knowledge that truth and morality could have stronger power than weapons, and that it has sense to serve the truth. To do what you think that is right to do, that is moral, to be, to, to try to to make solidarity with other people who are who are in need. It everything could seem in first moment as something strange, which cannot have against. Big against big um, uh, superstructures of modern world, um, any chance, but it has chance. It, of course, it is necessary to be consequent and don't resign um, after first or um, uh, second moment when you are unsuccessful or you are in a prison or some some complications come came it's, it's necessary to stay on your place and and... Uh, don't accept manipulation. And um, I think that it is um, very important for modern world to know that power isn't only um, uh, nuclear bombs or, or um, tanks or weapons, um, that power could be all um, also, something else. Thank you. And now I am prepared to answer your questions if I know the answer <laughs> and if I understand your questions.
0: Thank you very much, President Havel. In the past, the question and answer session has often been an extraordinarily lively part of these lectures, and I hope it will be today. We have six microphones around the hall, and I invite you to get up and go to one of them, the nearest one to you, and pose your question to President Havel. If possible, try to make the question brief, speak slowly, or if you can do it, in Czech, thank you very much. We'll start with microphone number one. So, if there's a questioner who's near to microphone number one, we can begin there, and then go to a microphone and start to form a queue. Okay, microphone one.
3: Oh.
4: So, should I speak Czech then, or
0: absolutely, if you want okay. to, we have a translator. <laughs>
4: so, whatever is the preference. Uh, Dobrý den, pane uh, v minulosti z človeka v tísně nyní ve Spojených národech zaměstnaná. Uh, chci vám především poděkovat, je to opravdu čest a <laughs> jsem moc ráda, že jsem konečně vás viděla uh, naživo a mám na vás asi milion otázek, ale položím jenom dvě. Uh, ta první je, jestli někdy pocitujete uh, vůbec nějakou nostalgii po té době uh, komunismu, samozřejmě nemyslím, uh, tom, should I pause?
2: Can I, can I just yeah. tra- translate for you? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, the first question I... is, uh, Mr. President, do you ever feel nostalgia for the, for the past? I
3: don't
4: think about the political system, but about the values that people have, or if at all not. A druhá, jestli, uh, když se spěšně díváte, uh, zasmysíte, že rozdělení Československa bylo dobré, jestli bylo pozitivní, proč bylo dublajšíte, nebo jestli to vnímáte jinak? Děkuji moc. Krát.
2: So the second mm. question was, do you think uh, that the uh, division of Czechoslovakia into two countries was uh, was a good thing or not?
1: Mm. 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 I think I have nostalgia only because um, as a younger boy during communism, I had better health and more courage. And uh, uh, of course, of course um, uh, you always um, have some good memories of your youth and these memories couldn't anybody uh, ukrast. Steal away from you, take away from you. (laughs) And it, but it doesn't have anything with political regime. I, I am not nostalgic of anything and anything uh, what uh, built this regime? And um, I'm sure that this regime was not built on any values. It was built on. Catsi, catsi, <laughs> um Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> ah. About about division, it was, it was very surprising for Czechs and also for many Slovaks that the idea of division of our two nations came out very soon after our revolution. And of course me, uh, me and a lot of others were try to build some kind of uh, uh, federation of our two nations which would be, which would be justice and um, which um, uh, would be acceptable for both, um, both nations. Um, it was not successful and um, the division came and now after, after many, many years I personally had the feeling that um, it had to be, it was a good thing because we uh, never had such good relations of our nations like we have today. And we cooperate in many, many things much more better than in time of federation. And now we are also members in European Union and we um, cooperate also inside this, inside uh, uh, this community and perhaps um, some nations need uh, to spend one period of of their life in some kind of uh, sovereignty or uh, sovereign being and then and perhaps uh, the uh, 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 perhaps the uh, uh, knowledge about own um, identity prepares a better situation for cooperation between different identities. If, if it is understandable,
0: what I mean,
2: I think is it is understandable. <laughs> Can
0: we move to microphone two, please. President Havel, thank you so much for your visit to Columbia and New York, and for your political and moral leadership. You have written on a number of occasions and spoken as well on the emptiness of the modern world, on the challenges of the alienation of the human, and often very eloquently and powerfully about the need for a spiritual transformation of the human. And I'm wondering if you can speak to that uh, sense of the need for a spiritual transformation that transcends religious rhetoric or sectarianism. Thank you.
1: Um, I really think and um, my experiences during last years when I have to visit um, a lot of countries all around the world and I spoke with many many, um, different people. My main experience is that um, contemporary development of our civilization is a little bit double meaning and could be could be very danger and my feeling my experience is that only way how to change it is to change something in human spirit in human way of thinking in human consciousness because if i am confronted with any problem i always find somewhere on the end some moral question and it means that something has to be changed i don't know how it could be done. Perhaps the first step would be better cooperation between different religious and um, uh, and uh, their um, ambitious to find some common minimum of values and um, to establish the cooperation, which will be based on principle of equality. Any religion could think that it is much more better than others. They are different, and it is necessary to respect these differences. And perhaps, I don't know, perhaps it could be something like background of of burning of new new way of human behavior of human thinking because what we need is respect respect to the our planet and the nature and um, don't think that um, we know everything and we understand everything and we are able everything solve. It isn't true. The world and our existence is a big miracle and it's necessary always
0: uh, to, to know it. Can we go to microphone three please uh, in, in your play the uh,
2: <clears throat> the garden party you seem to describe institutions that lack the very things that you're
0: saying that uh, we need to incorporate uh, in terms of uh, institutions uh, so i'm wondering uh, if you could speak a little bit more generally and in
2: response to uh, the historical uh, context that you just gave us uh, what should be the A relationship between governments and morality. Uh, Should governments somehow uh, legislate morality? Can we look to governments to legislate morality? And in a related question,
0: where do we derive a moral compass? Uh, Do we get it from religion or is morality somehow self evident?
1: I think that that uh, the moral order or moral law moral principles uh, is the only possible and right search of law, of, of uh, um, p- principles of uh, legislation, etc. But um, the role of politician isn't only um, a project, some moral principles to legislation, but also mm, to somehow mm, to influence the public through their own behavior. Because politicians mm, are every day or every second day in TV, mm, everybody saw them, everybody, everybody knows them, and the way of behavior way of thinking way of communication with other politicians or with other people it everything makes something which could have very good and also very bad influence of um, uh, general situation and of, of atmosphere in society or atmosphere in public space.
0: <clears throat> Microphone number four, please. President Havel, you're being called the artist
5: in residence here at Columbia, and I'm curious if you consider yourself more of an artist
6: or a politician. Hm, jako se 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 jako, jako umělec nebo politek.
1: <laughs> 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 Já ja bych asi chvilku česky, okay. <laughs> abych abych se si okay. so I uh, I, 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 u, I have used all English words which I know. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> And uh, permit me some minutes to speak in Czech. Thank uh, you. I'm, I'm a person who, who uh, uh, enjoys creative work. I like making things up, thinking things up, uh, I'm, I'm who, who, uh, uh, and creating things. A mám rád, když to má nějaký výsledek, A když to má nějaký výsledek. Uh, as long as it bears fruit. A e, není pro mě už tak důležité, v jaké oblasti se to děje. Uh, it's not quite as important for me in which area this
2: takes place, this
1: creativity takes place. Práce, v divadle psání, dívadelní her, byla pro mě jakási tvorivá práce, která mě bavila. So, uh, writing plays and working in the theater was a creative,
2: uh, was creative work that, uh, that I really enjoyed. Mm, ale I
1: o but the same thing applies to uh, politics. V té už jsem byl but I've been in politics too long now. And he's looking forward to, uh, uh, to realizing his creativity
0: once more in the theater. Microphone number five, please.
5: Hi, Ms. Kaya, President. How well it's echoing, it's weird. Um, I want to ask you about, more about art, specifically actual art, not just creative work. You speak about the, necessarily, uh, the necessity of finding truth um, in, a, in power that's not just weaponry and force. What, how do you uh, accept the fact that things are changing slowly? Do you consider that as a failure of art to find what the truth is, or is it a political failure? Mm-hmm. should we be more focused on truth or enacting the truth that we've already found in art through history
2: thank you i'm not sure what anything. um I, i'm not quite sure what what your question was could you <laughs> sort of just <laughs> t- tighten it down down a bit and then i can i can uh, convey um, it to Havel. are you talking about uh, uh the the impact of art on politics is that is um that- no
5: just the moral good in art, you speak of it having as things yeah. having power, do you believe that art has not found the correct moral good yet, or that we're just simply not listening to what we've already found? Okay. Is there a greater good that we still need to find yes, in Lee,
6: art? Uh, yes, Lee, uh um, um, umění nějakým způsobem prostě zelhal se, se, a, a neprojevoval prostě, ne, neměl ten vliv jako dobrý na, na skutečný život. Umění. Je, um, umění, jo. Je hmm. 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 těžko
1: říct. Tomu. Já si, já si myslím, že k takovým K takovým zajímavým fenoménům té dnešní civilizace patří i ten naprosto zvláštní rozvoj těch, těch ziskových a posleze bulvárních médií. Uh, he thinks
2: that one, one of the one of the more interesting uh, phenomena of our civilization is the uh, is the, the uh, belief in Vli- uh, the, the the influence of, uh, of um, uh, kind of uh, I guess tabloid the tabloid press
1: and tabloid media. A, mm, e, mm, někdy hrozí nebezpečí, že to umění je vytlačováno. Takovým jakým si, jakým si jakoby umněním, poloumněním, polokulturou bych. řekl. Yeah. Uh, and one of the
2: dangers is that, uh, that that real art gets pushed out of the way by uh, quasi art, uh, art that isn't good, uh, or art that only is pretending
1: to be art. Mm. Prostě hm, z, zdá se mi, že to je otázka po povaze a role kultury.
2: So it's really question of uh, of, of the, the
1: nature and the role that culture plays in society. A muslim se si, že v, v, v oblasti kultury by neměla mít naprosto rozhodující role neviditelná ruka v trhu, protože uh, he says that uh, uh,
2: he, uh, he doesn't think that in the, in the field of, of culture uh, that uh, the invisible hand of the marketplace should, uh, should necessarily play a huge role, because sometimes the invisible hand of the marketplace commits very visible sins.
0: Microphone number six, please.
1: Yes. Um, how did your work as a playwright and in the theater prepare you for the Velvet Revolution and the Presidency? And what theatrical skills, if any, did you use during the Revolution? <laughs> <laughs> Já yeah, myslím, že některé své zkušenosti z, z dramatu a z divadla jsem skutečně měl možnost uplatnit i v politice.
2: So, uh, he, he feels that some of his uh, some of the things that he's learned, some of the skills that he learned in the theatre, he really did have a chance to apply to his
1: work as president. Z divadla například jsem věděl, jaký význam má stavba události jejich struktura, aby měli svůj začátek, střed a konec. Um, in the theatre, he
2: saw how important it was for events to have a, a structure, uh, a beginning, a middle, and an end. How, how important it is to give events a structure, a beginning, a middle, and an end.
1: Znepadla. Rovněž vím, co si o timingu a o tom so jak by mělo asi být dlouhé aby z radosti se nestala nuda a z nudy posléze posléze odpor and
2: um, in, in theater you also learn something about timing uh, and about proper the proper length for an event to go on so that it doesn't become uh, it doesn't become boring, and in the end, uh, uh, just a pain.
1: We are now back to microphone number one. Uvedu malý příklad. Cože tam? Já, já, ještě jsem to nedopověděl. Uvedu, uvedu malý příklad. Během té naší revoluce byly takové ohromné manifestace na jedné pláni v Praze, kde. So
2: he's going to give a small example of this. Uh, During the Velvet Revolution, there was a huge demonstration on a big open space in Prague, and three-quarters of a million people attended this demonstration.
1: Mezi nimi byly, samozřejmě policejní provokatéři, také podobně. And in this crowd, of course, there were there were police provocateurs. A uh, bylo nebezpečí, že poroste taková davová psychóza nebo hysterie. There was there was a, a
2: danger that uh, that some kind of uh, crowd mob psychosis could uh, could be induced by these provocateurs and would break out
1: there were
2: so many people who wanted to speak to this demonstration that if they'd let
1: them all speak they'd probably still be speaking today <laughs> A proto bylo nutné nutné některé tvrdě odhánět, prostě je tam nepustit, nevyhovět jim a udělat si mnoho nepřátel mezi přátelím. Uh, it was so was necessary to be uh, take a very tough stand and to
2: not allow a lot of people who wanted to speak to speak, and of course, that turned uh, friends into
1: temporary enemies. A také mám dojem, že to je základní divadelnická zkušenost vědět, když má něco skončit. The uh, it's one of one of his main uh, one of the
2: main arts that you learn in the theatre is the art of knowing when something should end.
1: A samozřejmě jsou další a další podobnosti. Například vyznam znaků, rituálů. There are all kinds of other similarities
2: between politics and theater as well. One of them is the, the meaning of the importance of signs
1: uh, symbols. Ale rád bych, řekl, right? rád bych na závěr řekl, že jsem se věru nevěnoval po desítiletí dramatu a divadlu pro to, abych se připravoval na politickou kariéru.
2: But he has to say that, uh, that he truly did not uh, spend uh, decades in the theater in order to prepare for the life in politics.
0: <laughs> now back to microphone one.
5: Yes, um, <clears throat> uh, Mr. President, thank you for the opportunity to be in your illustrious presence. Um, uh, the pre- previous question uh, referred to finding uh, truth in art. And uh, there's a quote attributed to you, which goes like this. Uh, I'm not sure I have the words correctly, but it says, um, follow those who seek the truth, but run away from those who have found it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Would you elaborate on that for us, please? Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, sledují ti, kteří uh, hledají pra- pravdu a utíkají od těch, co je naše. <těk> <Is> it, uh, <těk> uh, <těk> si
1: <těk> I can't say that uh, I,
2: I don't like people who have actually managed to find some truth and, and, uh, and come to some
1: Co ale nemám rád, jsou posedlíci. Posedlíci, kteří si nějakou pravdu osvojili a ta stvrdla do jakési ideologie, do soustavy pouček, které už jsou zbaveny práva na jakékoliv další tázání.
2: Um, He doesn't like people who who take what they've discovered and then build it into some kind of a structure or an ideology uh, and and then use it as a a weapon against people who are trying to find uh, another form of truth or, or seeking truth in another way.
0: Microphone two, please.
3: Mr. President, in addition to being an accomplished playwright, you're also a very accomplished essayist. And I've been reading some of your essays of late. And as I do so,
1: I hear the echoes of many other essayists who would be familiar to students and faculty here. And I'm thinking of writers like Michel de Montaigne and Ralph Waldo Emerson and Virginia Woolf and many others. And I wonder if you can comment on your own development as an essayist, if you could share with us who some of the influences have been on you in your use of this art form that we call the essay. A if you have some favorite essayists.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Samozřejmě, že mám rád essayisty, kteří jsou skutečnými essayisty, to znamená, že je to radost číst, že to není, že to není nudný článek. Ale uh, uh, I, so I uh, first of all I should, I should say that I like I like, uh, I like uh,
2: essays uh, essays who write real essays essays that are uh, not boring to read and that has something to say.
1: Ale pokud děvo mě samotněho já bych se trošku zdráhal nazývat sam sebe essayistou.
2: So, uh, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, I, I, I'd hesitate to uh, call myself an, an essayist.
1: <laughs> já, já prostě, hm, eh, když jsem, když jsem měl nějaký nápad, něco jsem, něco mne prostě oslovilo, nebo jsem si uvědomil nějakou souvislost, něco mě napadlo, co jsem rychle chtěl dát na papír, tak jsem to napsal a bylo to nazváno esejí. Ale na začátku byla potřeba jenom artikulovat nějakou nějakou myšlenku. So, uh, what, uh, what brought him to writing essays was, uh, was the, uh, uh,
2: the getting an idea or, or seeing a connection between things uh, uh, and uh, f- then feeling a necessity to, to put this down on paper.
1: I I I One sentence in English, I had during my presidency many hundreds of speeches, written speeches, and I was not able to read something what somebody else wrote for me, some advisor not because it is uh, bad not um, perhaps it could be more clever than my um, own opinions or ideas but um, I was not able to um, speak in um, a little bit different language and uh, uh, of course everybody has his own language or nuances in language and uh, for me to write essays, uh, to, ra- to write uh, official speeches was uh, something like write essays and it was um, terrible for me because Every week I had to, uh, to write some essay and I uh, nobody was interested in if I have idea, time, concentration, good mood or not. Uh, it was necessary to write it this weekend because the next week I have to read it somewhere and uh, uh, it was um, it was a terrible experience and now and it is the reason why now when i am free and i am not in in political function i never write my speeches
0: thank you Microphone three now, please.
7: President Havel, you said at the end of your lecture that truth and morality have stronger power than weapons. I wanted to ask you a two-part question about how this statement can be applied to world events today. Namely, do you think that there are ideological and moral gaps in so-called Western society that cause military attempts to combat terrorism to fail and that make Western societies susceptible to terrorist attacks? Second, what do you think uh, the response to terrorism and terrorist ideology seeking its own truth that targets Western society and Western conceptions of morality and truth should be? <laughs>
6: Could you repeat the second part of the question? Sure.
2: The
7: second part of the question was, what should be the the appropriate response? of Western society to terrorists and terrorist ideology that targets Western conceptions of morality and truth.
1: Když jsem jsem řekl, že pravda může mít větší sílu než zbraň, Pak samozřejmě v tom byl kousek metafory. So, when, when I said the truth uh, uh, was more powerful than weapons,
2: uh, of course there was, uh, there was, a, there was a, an element of metaphor in what I said. <rýděk> já
1: jsem já jsem já jsem chtěl říct, že já jsem chtěl říct, že například taková kniha jako bylo třeba souostrový Gulag od Solženicina měla v sobě skrytu větší exp, explosivní, v takovém perspektivním výhledu, větší explozivní sílu než dvě sovětské divize. Um, he said that for
2: example, a, uh, a book like Solzhenitsyn's uh, Gulag Archipelago, the, the Russian trilogy about prison camps in Russia, uh, in the Soviet Union, uh, he's said in, in the past that this uh, uh, bu- this trilogy has within it more explosive power
1: than uh, two Russian divisions. Pokud jde o ten terrorismus tak já se domnívám, že mimo posilování všech bezpečnostních opatření a všeho toho, co se děje je obzvlášť důležité, a nevím, jestli to není trochu ve stínu těch všech ostatních způsobů, jak se čelí terorismu, že je neméně důležité snažit se pochopit a vysvětlit, Kind of sympathy, so
2: he thinks that in addition to all the various security measures that are taking, taken to protect uh, people from, from uh, acts of terror, um, that uh, it's important to try to understand why terrorism enjoys the sympathy of, of the societies from which it arises. And that's something that has to be understood and confronted.
0: Microphone four, please.
8: President Havel, uh, thank you for being here today and speaking. I wanted to ask you a two-part question. And uh, the first part was, how do you think an academic education, uh, education at a higher institution like Columbia, um, would work to combat what you consider being the double talk of modern existence or I guess the spiritual emptiness? How would, how would higher institutions best combat that. And I guess my second Yeah, I just translate part.
2: that for him first?
6: Okay, okay yeah, sure. Okay, sure. mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and
8: I guess the uh, second part of my question would be what in your education the arts and your readings of great works that affected you, What what topics what subjects were the things that helped you to stand more in your place when it came time to go through your trials and tribulations mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Já si myslím, že nejdůležitější na tom vzdělání je, že vytváří prostor svobodného myšlení a že jakýmsi způsobem dodává to vzdělání instrumentarium stále zajímavější a sofistikovanější a zásadnější rozpravě. Čili, že to není pouhé učení se nějakým faktům, který, když chceme, tak jedním kliknutím na počítači se je dozvíme líp a to nemusíme proto nosit v mozku, že? Hm.
2: The, he thinks the important thing about about higher education is that the, it take place in an atmosphere of, of freedom of, of inquiry, and that uh, uh, the uh, the tools are are provided to to students to uh, deal with the world in an interesting way and come come to terms with it, and not just. Uh, learn facts mechanically uh, the way a computer works. You press a button and and something happens that's predictable. Uh, In other words, uh, it should be a sort of a whole education um, and not not just uh, an
1: amassing of facts. No a pokud jde o knížky, které mě ovlivnily, rozumím-li tomu dobře, tak toho se ta otázka týkala, tak já bych asi mezi jinými mohl jmenovat dva české filozofii, Jana Patočkova, Josefa, Šafa říká, kte, kteří od mládí na mě jakýsi, jakýsi asi byli měli, nebo které jsem schutí četl, nebo jejichž myšlenky jsem si směle osvojoval. Um, there were uh, two
2: writers uh, in, in his uh, more or less self-education uh, that he read when he was, he was young and, and, and afterwards it had a, a big influence on him. They were both Czechs. One of them was uh, the philosopher Jan Patochka, and the other is the philosopher Josef Shafazik. Uh, these were, were uh, philosophers that, that he read uh, when he was quite young, he read them with delight, uh, and they uh, provided him with a, a, a point of view on the world.
0: Thank you. Microphone number five, please.
3: Yeah. Dobrý den, pane prezidente. Tady Kristýna Kristína Pronarová já budu mluvit česky. Uh, mám konkrétnější otázku, která mě ale už další dobou vrátá hlavou. Týká se to Kuby, protože vím, že se věnujete podpoře politické opozice na Kubě. So a
2: about Cuba. Uh,
3: teď od srpna je celkem jasné, že Fidel Castro dříve nebo později zemře a moc přebere jeho bratr Raúl Castro, který má pod sebou, nebo pod kontrolou vlastně i celou armádu a svým způsobem i ekonomiku Kuby. A já bych se chtěla zeptat, jakou reakci států vy podporujete, nebo myslíte si, že by byla teď nejdůležitější pro to, aby na Kubě proběhla transformace k demokracii? You know, uh, can it I just translate
2: deep. that now? Yeah. Um, uh, the question is, uh, uh, in, you know, since August, uh, it's obvious that, that Castro is uh, is close to the end, uh, and uh, the question is, uh, what course of action would you recommend uh, in the event that that, that he dies and changes begin to take place in Cuba? Mm-hmm. Měli by
3: staty nebo mezinárodní společenství vést dialog s režimem Raula Castro po případě s další osobou, která nastoupí místo Fidela, nebo by se měli soustředit na kontaktování reformistů, kteří se budou ochotni posadit ke kulatému stolu a začít hovořit o reformách? Okay, is, is it dal- possible
2: to, uh, does he think it's possible to have, a, have conversations with Raul Castro or rather with, with reformists who would be who would sit around a round table and, and discuss ways of, of bringing about peaceful change.
3: Enough of a by ten hlavní důraz měl být dát na podporu opozice.
1: question already there.
3: Yeah, that was the third thing.
1: především bych chtěl říct, že se neodvažuji vůbec odhadovat, co se nakupie bude dít v následujících měsících či letech, to může, to mohou být nejrůznější věci a mohou nás vždy znovu překvapit a já si netroufám, netroufám odhadovat, co se stane. So I I I don't uh, I
2: don't uh, uh presume to know what's going to happen in, in Cuba in in the next few months. It uh, it could surprise us a great great deal and it's it's uh uh practically
1: unpredictable. Uh uh dissident they tak speech. ...než o tom, co se stane, jak se to stane, s nimi mluvím o tom, co bude potom.
2: So, when when he does meet with uh, representatives of the Cuban opposition, um, the uh, discussion is not so
1: much about what will happen, but what should happen after it happens. My máme, my máme odpadu našeho totalitního systému, o němž jsem mluvil na začátku. My máme už kolika sedmnácti letý odstup 17 letovou zkušenost s tím, co bylo potom.
2: So um, uh, they have now the Czechs have uh, 17 years of experience. About what happens after the fall.
1: A myslím, že nám to dává právo upozornit na některé zkušenosti a některá nebezpečí, kterým se Kuba zacne se určitým způsobem osvobozovat, by mohla právě dík svému spoždění vyhnout. So, he thinks that
2: uh, that gives uh, uh, them the right to, uh, to talk about the, the kinds of things that, uh, that Cuba uh, should try to avoid in that period after the, uh, the, the regime uh, changes or collapses, that uh, the, the experience that they've had in Czechoslovakia the 17 years, that there have been some, some, uh, some rough patches and, and uh, that this gives them the right to advise uh, what, might, what might happen and
1: what they should try to avoid. Mělo by se například dost vážně uvažovat o tom, jak bude probíhat privatizace. So, one of the things that they should seriously
2: consider is how privatization should take place, the reprivatization of property.
1: Tam mnoho rozmanitých
2: problémů, certainly a lot of very different problems could crop up in that
1: in that field. V principu nejen já, ale mnoho lidí podporuje ideu svobody na Kubě. Málo kdo se cítí být kompetentní radit Kubáncům, jak, jak mají té svobody dosáhnout, ale kompetentní se cítíme říct tím, na co si mají dát pozor až, the start, the start uh,
2: very very few uh, feel that they are competent to uh, advise the Cubans how to achieve freedom but they do feel competent to advise the Cubans what to do with that freedom uh, and what things to avoid once
5: they get it.
0: Microphone six please. Uh, President Powell, I was
5: wondering um, if you had any thoughts on whether theatre could ever be non-political and if not whether it can yeah. have any importance, if it's not political or, or not overtly political. Uh, sure.
2: uh, th- Sorry, the question was theater? Yes,
5: theater, whether it's.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think
1: that, I think that every good art, has some direct or undirect political dimension or political impact, good or bad, strong or not strong, it's very difficult and sometimes it is very difficult to find this impact because it is very, very complicated and, and invisible. But if we are speaking about theater, I would like to come back to my idea that for theater people is typical that, they know where, when things have to end it. And I uh, think that our discussion um, could, could end. And I would like to thank you for your interest, and I apologize if my answers Were not such complete or rich how you would prefer. Thank you.